When you're down in your luck, you're lost in the muck, and your team is running last, just grab a beer, sit down and cheer for the cause of the Void Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Calls of the Void with Jimmy and Adrian. I am Adrian. Jimmy, say hello. Hello. Hello, Adrian. Um, Tried that radio presenter voice, didn't work well. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian, tell, tell the audience what, what just happened. Well, just before we started recording this, I got a phone call from some automated female voice speaking in Mandarin. <laughs> what were they saying? I don't know. I don't speak Mandarin. <laughs> What happens? Like, uh, what? what do they just type in like a random generated numbers? Know, like, did, did you give them uh, an email or something? No, like, no. Like, how did I, they get your number? I don't know, but it was an 04 number, so it was <laughs> from within Australia. <laughs> what does that it make any sense? Well, no, I think okay. isn't o, isn't it six one four and then the yeah. 04 is like the mobile within Australia is six one four. Oh. So from but. If it, if, if it was Chinese, that's where they would have pressed in, 614. That doesn't make any... I don't know, man. What the fuck's going it's... on? <laughs> oh, well. Um, today, we're going to, um, I guess, shy away from music a little bit, but focus on um, still art. Still related? Yeah, still related. Uh, focus on art, um, you know, kind of generalised. So I guess it, it incorporates both music and comedy. Um and also just paintings and novels and film. What else? What other dance? Well, it, you know, we're gonna ask this question later. Is dance an art form? If you're a dancer out there, write into it, us. It, Actually, let's. I was. I was gonna. No. Oh my um, God. Sorry. <laughs> if you're if you're actually um, listening to this and uh, like if if you got up to episode six, if you got up to episode six and you're actually still listening to us, or if you're if this is the first episode you've listened to, um, I'd really appreciate if you actually let us know why you're still listening to us and <laughs> and give us a bit of feedback, you know, to have a chat to us. Um, if you know us, obviously, just message us on Facebook. Or um, if you don't know us um, and you have no forms of contacting me, um, just email me. Uh, my email is... Okay, Adrian, just laughing. My email, write this down. Get a pen. I'll just give you time for a pen and uh, notepad. Okay, ready? Um, so my, my email is, is jimmy99berry at gmail.com. So write, write us in. Uh, give us a little bit of a bit of feedback. Wouldn't be nice. Wonder if we get, do you reckon we'll get any? Potentially. That'd be uh, great. That'd be the greatest day of my life. Thanks for taking the bullet there. <laughs> I, I just want to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But anyway, but yeah, give us a Whatever, I don't know. Have a chat with us. Go out for a beer at Hillside, eh? They're little fans. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Continuing, uh, Jimmy. So, wanted to begin with a quote. I would love to begin with a quote. Did that's right with you, Adrian? Yes, of course. Um, um, you were kind enough to provide us with one. I was, I was. So, I was watching um, the Dead Poet Society. The other, the other week, and um, when I was writing the notes for this, and I, it really caught my attention, you know, it kind of um, encapsulates, uh, I guess, this this topic of conversation. So, Robin Williams said it uh, as his character. What's, what was his character's name? You know, I forget it. I yeah. don't remember. Anyway, Robin Williams. You just, you know, 
don't know what about the cat. Robin Williams in Dead Poets Society when he was uh, so he's the teacher. He's the, if, if you haven't seen it before, he's the teacher in the in the film, and he's kind of the inspirational English teacher, um, you know, in high school, and, and he tells his students, um, "We don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race, and the human race is filled with passion." And medicine, law, business, engineering, these are all noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. Um, yeah, so I thought that was a really powerful kind of quote from the movie. It's a really, it's a really amazing, powerful, powerful movie. I do um, recommend it to uh, any of our listeners. Have you seen the movie, Adrian? Once it was a while ago. Yeah, so I watched it a while ago much. and I didn't quite get it. I was a kid. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a more artistic kind of thing. Um, Something you can only really appreciate when you get back to it if you see it while young, mm, as mm. we were. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it's absolutely spot on there. Like, uh, yes, we like we, art isn't a necessary. You know, it doesn't. We don't. We don't need art. Um, you know, no, one, you one need no means. food, you need air, <laughs> you need medicine. Yeah, yeah, we don't need medicine, but it helps. Well, yeah, if you want to keep living from yeah. something that can be prevented, you need medicine. Yeah, well, it kind of goes down to, um, you know, what you're like, why we're here, our, our kind of purpose. And and if you're, you know, not religious, like like Adrian and I are, we're not, not really religious, we're kind of, um, well, you know, I, I believe the tr- real kind of, purpose um like why we're here if, like even though that we don't really we're not really here but it, anyway the, what i'm trying to get to we nice one jimmy <laughs> we're here to live long enough so that we can reproduce so that um you know our human race lives on um, the genes are carried on yeah genes are carried on so obviously art doesn't really play much of a role in that however um you know in if if you want to enjoy our time on Earth, you know, I think I think art um, is is really necessary. You know, what do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, life would be really boring. Mm. I wouldn't call it necessary, but it's what makes it worth living for. Yeah, that and the company of other people who enjoy the same kind of art that you do, mm. or anything. Yeah, really. Mm. That's where we get our happiness from—the will to keep on propagating the genes. Yeah. So yeah. to speak. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I thought, so, you know, I thought that was a nice way to start the sure. topic of conversation. Yeah. Jimmy, you mentioned earlier that a lot of artists don't, don't get much money for their work. Yeah. So, um, pretty much I was, <laughs> I've, I've, I've kind of known this for a while as, as I am, um, you know, kind of starting up in the kind of stand up comedy scene. Uh, <laughs> a lot of my, a lot of the people um, that come to the shows and, and do the shows, they're also people like me. I'm I'm you know not um, I haven't got a you know a paid gig yet, um, and I'm kind of focusing on uni and, and stuff at the moment. But people are focusing fully on stand up comedy. That's their lives, and and um, and with with some of the best co- co- comedians in Australia, uh, they actually don't get much money at all. Um, I was I was listening to a man Sam Kisajukian, one of my um, one of my favourite comedians going around at the moment. I was at his show and um, 
And he, he mentioned that he he's earning 30000 a year at the moment. That's Australian money as well. Yeah. Full time, which is by no means um, enough to live no. off, you know. Some some of the other comedians that, you know, um, my friends, you know, they're um, getting getting a bit of money from stand-up comedy, but... You know, some of them, some of them are, you know, make, that's pretty much main, mainly what they're doing. They're just doing stand-up comedy and um, trying to break into the industry. And that's the same with um, really any form of art, you know, whether it be film, whether it be music, whether it be, you know, paintings and stuff like that, sculptures. Um, when you're starting out and if you're not really one of the best in Australia, you can be one of the best in in your country, in your area, but you still can't, you know might not even make enough to live off. It's crazy. What do you think, Adrian? I'm not entirely sure, to yeah. be honest, because it is entertainment, right? Yeah. Thing is, like I said, the name is really important. You have to mm. build a name for yourself, and yeah. it's, but it's become so hard to do so in so many different kinds of the arts. Mm. You know, not just with painters, but musicians and comedians and dancers. And, mm. you know, you have to go through so much work to get there. And yeah. there's no guarantee that you actually will either. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is sad because then some genuinely talented people could slip through the cracks and we'll never get to experience what they might have given us. Yeah, that's in terms right. of the art yeah. that they chose. Yeah, so. I, only the most dedicated, most passionate people that don't care about um, money as much, you know, they just care, well, they might care about money, um, but, you know, they don't, they, they, there's, there's obviously a, a time there, unless you're, you know, some, unless you kind of, as we were talking about before, unless you've got the image and, you know, the, yeah. the people kind of look after you there, um, you know, if you're, if you're a true mu- musician or if you're, a tr- if you're a, tr- a true artist, um, you know, and you and you're just working by yourself, trying to get, trying to work your way into, you know, being full time. Um, yeah, you'll you go through many years where you know you'll be on basically nothing, um, just going off day by day and not really, um, not really making making much money at all. Yeah. And it's it's quite, it's quite sad because yeah, a lot of a lot of the people, a lot of these artists, say, well, enough's enough. I'm getting a, I'm getting a real job and I'm not pursuing this dream anymore. It is very sad, you know. Yeah. Mm. That's why I entered music thinking of it as a hobby, not as an end goal. Yeah. I did it for myself. Yeah. I didn't want to make it my life, but it made my life better than mm. it would, that music was in it. Mm. So mm. I saw it. Mm. Yeah, it's it is pretty it is pretty sad, but yeah, you know, to to think that there are that there are artists out there that have you know some of the you know, geniuses and they, they, but they just don't go down that path because it is too hard, you know, they, they just mm. can't deal with it, which is fair enough, good, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're not, because only the really crazy people, you know, would, would do such, you know, do such, you know, go, go through living off 30,000 a year, you know, that's pretty, that's a pretty crazy concept, if, especially if you're 30 and you have kids mm. and stuff like that, you know, it does not, it's just not, just not, uh, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Mm. The dedication you need for that as well, to not just give up and say, I'm tired of living on such a t- small budget to pursue mm. something that I may not ever achieve. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you if you, if you, you kind of care about it, then, you know, uh, 
people say, you know, buy their music, you know, don't listen to off Spotify. I, I wouldn't do that. I'm going to be honest. I'm <laughs> but yeah, if you want to, if you, if you, um, if you like their, you know, if you like an artist, buy the music or go to their shows or, you know, support them, you know. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll talk about kind of our favorite, favorite artists across all forms now. Um, you know, what it means to us and what, what connects them, you know, what, what, what kind of connects our favourite comedians, our favourite musicians, our, you know, favourite artists, favourite novelists. What do you reckon, Adrian? Well, do you want to start then, Jimmy? I've talked enough. Your I've talked for 10 minutes. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so if we're going to talk about our favourite artists across all mediums, we've already talked about music, all right? You know, artists, I've mentioned Elliot Smith, we, you know, Nirvana and... Mm. Foo Fighters, you know, and then the heavier bands like Metallica, obviously, Rage Against the Machine. Ah. But not only music, but also art, art in itself, painting or sculpture. Mm-hmm. There's, I always really appreciated Renaissance art, the realism that they really aimed to do. Like, these guys, the, this was at a point when we were still learning how the human body really looked and worked and how to put it on a picture. What, what, so like, what spent, era was that? Like, what years? This is, like, 14 to 1600s. Okay. Uh, this was when Sistine Chapel was painted. Oh, sure, yeah. Leonardo da Vinci was around. And, yeah. You know, but what they actually did is that they actually dissected human bodies mm. <laughs> to actually figure out every diameter and inch sure they were dead, what they looked they? like. <laughs> oh, I hope they were dead. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I the commitment to accuracy, but then also artistic style as well. Uh-huh. I really like, and then Monet, who's a French artist. Yep. And then also other French artists like, uh, what was his name? Pierre. Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre. No, some, yeah, just some Pierre. typical French name. I Pierre think it's something. Pierre. Uh, Rembrandt was Dutch. He painted the Night's Watch or Night Watchman. I think it was the Night Watch. Yes, that was it, the Night Watch. And he used really dark colors for that. Mm-hmm. That's a really beautiful piece of work. Yep. Yeah. I like... Um, I'm more old school art okay. myself. Not, yeah. yeah. I personally can't really get into much art. Like I, like in terms of just paintings. and, I mean, some sculptures are really beautiful. Um but I, I don't know. I just don't appreciate it as much as some people. Maybe not most people, but uh, yeah, I just definitely don't <laughs> don't, don't appreciate. Yeah. However, um, I'll talk about this a little bit later as well. I was I walked walking through. We went to we went to Europe a year year and a bit and ago. My family and um, walking through all these museums. You know, the Sistine Chapel and uh, the Louvre and you know Tate Modern in in um in London and walking through and nothing really oh, I remember where was it I think it was in this I think it was in the Vatican yeah it wasn't the Sistine Chapel but like you know not not quite Sistine Chapel but it was which is which is in the Vatican but we were you were walk, in the Vatican we were in the Vatican we were walking around the Vatican nothing really you know caught my attention um they were mainly just portraits of people and that's fine but you know anyway so I walked past and, and and from the corner of my eye I saw this beautiful painting from Salvador Dali yeah. yeah, and um, and I've been kind of following. I've put a calendar there with all you know. Each month's got a different uh, Salvador Dali picture, um, painting. But 
Yeah, to be honest, yeah, Salvador Dali is really the main and um, by far kind of artist that I really enjoy um, kind of looking at and, and admiring uh, something different that about surreal it. surreal and absurd kind yeah. of stuff. Like mm. Something along the lines of, well, I don't want to say they're similar and have someone who's actually educated in art, you know, yeah. slip my throat, but Picasso? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean... As far as I know, the only similarities between them could be that they were both Spanish and artists. Mm-hmm. But they both seem to me to draw that line between something that is real and is not. Mm-hmm. And it's not meant to be either. Yeah. Yeah. The way that they do that, yeah, it's very, yeah. Like, really, really great, I reckon. Like the portraits that Picasso did look nothing like people. Mm. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you could also add those two names yep. to list of artists. Yep. Um, and then, uh, how about no- novelists? I personally like Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote Fight Club. Yeah. Um, he wrote, wrote, yeah, I get, really get in the, in the Fight Club. Is that how you pronounce it? Palahniuk? I, I think so, yeah. I don't know. I always read it as Palahniuk. Oh, that's what I could say. That could be way wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Palahniuk. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's probably the main sort of dude. Um, well, I, well, you know, back when I was a kid, Paul Jennings, oh, you know, yeah. like uncovered, un, oh, no. un, whatever. We've got like they're on my shelf. Is, are those Goosebumps. Novels? We got a few R.L. Stein Goosebumps up there. Got a few Dire of Wimber Kid. Those what what does it say? Though. Yeah, weren't they? No. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you say novel, it kind of implies it's for an adult audience and not stuff like Goosebumps or Does it? a Wimpy Kid. In my head, at least, that's okay. how I always pictured it. We would have, yeah, I don't know. I've never thought of it that way. My um, favourite novelist of all time, and also my favourite literary series of all time, is uh, the Dune series. That's yeah, it's all about that. Yeah. Written by a fella called Frank Herbert. Mm. Dune came out, the original Dune came out in the early to mid-60s, I think, so it's quite old. Mm. It's older than Star Wars, older than, uh, or around the same time as Star Trek. And it, they both drew great inspiration from Dune. It mm-hmm. really made science fiction as it is today. Yeah, right. And he draws so So what else made science fiction as it is today? Dianetics mm-hmm. by, uh, what's his name? Um, L. Ron Harold Hubbard. Hubbard. <laughs> I'm gonna forget you said that. <laughs> it's the guy who started up um, Scientology. Scientology. Herbie Burns in Hell. Apparently, um, he's um, written more science fiction than anyone ever. And then, then he wrote Dianetics, and everyone was like, "Oh, this makes sense." <laughs> yeah. He he literally said to his friend, he wanted to start, he wanted to get a lot of money, get rich, and he said the easiest way would be to start a religion. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, that's well. That's that's for the religion topic, but yeah, it's crazy to to think that people can buy into stuff like that, you know. If you also want to talk about science fiction, you have to talk about um, Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur C. Clarke is the guy who first wrote Two Thousand and One: Space Odyssey, okay. which is the famous movie adapted by mm. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, and uh, Harlan Ellison, Orson Scott Card, a lot of these authors have made brilliant works. Yeah, Yeah. And that's the genre that I really like. But for me, always the best is Frank Herbert, the Dune series. Okay. And um, 
You read a lot more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I there's, don't read very much. <laughs> there's there's a movie about Dune coming coming soon. Yeah. Adapted for the first book, so yeah. re- read the book and watch Got the movie. Got a little date, eh? Me, you, and whoever's listening out there, eh? Eh? Right in. Free ticket. It's on me. <laughs> if people actually do listen to this, you're going to regret that. <laughs> So yeah, that that's uh, novelist Get a for me, Mullen, but the, be also great. day out, you know, oh, horror <laughs> writers like Stephen King and oh yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. Stephen King, fun fact, he wrote um, what is now the Shawshank Redemption. Yes, he wrote the novel as as mentioned in previous podcasts. Reader Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption. He wrote that, eh? Little no- novella. Green. I think it was about eighty or ninety yeah. pages. I haven't read it personally, but. He also wrote the Green Mile, and he wrote. Cujo. Did he write? He did. He wrote the Green Mile. He wrote the Green Mile. Yeah. Yeah. And um. Uh, kind of um. This, yeah. Off off that Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption were both directed by the same director, Frank Darabont. And um, I reckon him and Quentin Tarantino are probably two of my favorite directors. Mm. Uh, what do you reckon? Who's your favorite directors? Oh, Spielberg. Spielberg, yeah. <laughs> Remember off the Simpsons, and Mr. Burns gets like, um, he makes a movie, and then like he's like, oh, I haven't got Steven Spielberg, but I've got Steven Spielbergo. And he's it's like some Spanish. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that episode. Yeah, it's 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 the episode. It's like, are you Steve. saying boo or boo earns? Uh, <laughs> I'm saying boo earns. Star Wars, George Lucas. The, the, the original the, Star Wars, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm, also, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, okay. Yeah, he made Pan's Labyrinth and yeah, Shape yeah. of Water. See, Clive Barker, who made Hellraiser. Mm. It's hard for me to um kind of analyse how good of the director they are or how... Because like, the movie is great. How yeah. much of an impact did the, the director actually have yeah. in this film? Um, yeah, and especially it's because it's really hard to really know because I don't know a lot of film techniques, so yeah. I don't know how they made it brilliant. Just yeah. that they did. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, and favorite artists I've been through them before. You know, Coldplay, Jeff Buckley, Oasis. Um, three of my favorites. What comedians talked about in the comedian podcast? Um, what 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 are themes to to kind of bind all these, all these artists. What makes them, what makes them good artists? Well, when you're talking across different mediums, it's always going to be different things. Mm. Some of these people that we just mentioned don't share anything in common. Okay. I think, but it's something that we can appreciate as a whole. Yeah, you know? yeah. They they definitely all kind of um, you know, take their, take their emotion, take the take the like who they are and really um kind of and their passion and really kind of blend it all together into a good, some something great you know sure like writing a song is different from writing a novel or writing a comedy routine or painting a picture mm. because they convey what they mean differently mm. but and what what is you... what's similar like between all of them I would say that they just had the passion to pull themselves into it and make something they were proud of mm Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a fair call. It's like yeah. the Robin Williams quote, humans are filled with passion. Yeah. And 
there's so many different outlets for that. And I'm glad that I can appreciate so much of it in mm. different ways, even though still acknowledging, hey, I prefer this part of it over this part. Yeah. Or I prefer sci-fi over, say, you know, fantasy. Mm -hmm. Even though I do love J.R.R. Tolkien and George R.R. Martin. Oh, yeah. That's Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that um, the Game of Thrones series was um, ahead of the books, so then the, what's his name, had to, like, give them, you know, yeah. the storylines or whatever. He just gave them notes. Yeah. Like, that's not what the books are going to be like. And he even said because everyone hated the ending. <laughs> yeah, man, that was He's very said, poorly rated. Yeah. He even said, no, nah, the book ending is going to be pretty different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, um, so what is this, is this a fair question? What is art? <laughs> is that even a, like I don't even. I... I mean, what we could do is look up the Wikipedia definition <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yeah. and then see if we could agree with, disagree with, or possibly even build on it. Because it's hard. How does to, that sound? Because yeah, as I said before, some people. I'm Jamie. I'm getting the article up. <laughs> some people consider. Um, Dancing as an art form. Some people cons consider dancing as a sport. I think it's more. I think it combines kind of both them. I think there's a bit of a spectrum of what art is. It's a more active form of art. Yeah. Okay. Art is a diverse range of human activities in creating visual, auditory, or performing artifacts, artworks, expressing the author's imaginative, conceptual ideas, or technical skill intended to be appreciated for their beauty or emotional power. In their most general form, these activities include the production of works of art, the criticism of art, blah, 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 blah. The three classical branches of art are painting, sculpture, and architecture. Music, theatre, film, dance, and other performing arts, as well as literature and other media, such as interactive media, are included in the broader definition mm. of arts. Mm. I pretty much agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not yeah. to. That's <laughs> pretty much... Yeah. But it's something that is meant to be appreciated for a reason that is, you know, emotional or conceptual. Like it's portraying maybe not an emotion, but an idea mm -hmm. like F Frank Herbert's Dune. It carries warnings and lessons yeah. in it, yeah. but it never outright tells you them. You have to read into it. Okay. But, and even if you don't care about that, it's just an enthralling story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I can't sell this enough. Read the book. <laughs> yes. It's a good call. Yeah. Um, so, what's the difference between art and beauty then? I mean, obviously there can be art that isn't good art and therefore is not beautiful, um, and there can be things that are beautiful that aren't isn't isn't art. I mean, when you're when I mean, you're like looking, a common way to describe someone that you find beautiful is they're like a work of art. <laughs> right? What? Well, I don't, I don't know. Like, but Jimmy, yeah, if I if I can just draw you away from there you're speaking like art has to be beautiful to be art no i said there can be there can be bad art that isn't beautiful and there could be there can be stuff no, that's beautiful that isn't but art. it can still be good art even though it's meant to make you shocked and revulsed like horror stories or paintings uh, about yeah but that can or... still be is that beautiful uh, i suppose no but it's still art it's meant to convey horror fear. Yeah. but it's beautiful the way that it, it, it is composed isn't it well, sure, yeah. but this isn't something people want to generally look at. Yeah. You look at it because, 
Well, unless you happen to like horror. Mm, so mm. I guess that's I self-defeated myself there in that regard. But <laughs> yeah. the point is, it's objectively not beautiful. Even if you like that sort of thing, you know. Like, okay. Would you say same with comedy as well, maybe? Like, you, you wouldn't go out to a, from a comedy show and say, oh, that was beautiful, you know? It's more like, oh, that was good art. Ah, well, it's funny. yeah. Yeah, but beautiful is not the right word. Like, you'd say it was hilarious because that's what it was meant to be. Yeah. It accomplished its goal. Right? Beautiful used to describe something that's aesthetically pleasing. And unless the comedian happens to be quite a looker, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you can't really judge how good words look coming out of someone's mouth, I guess. Yeah. I guess comedy is one of those art well, You could say that, it, like, was, it was beautiful the way they delivered their lines. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. Yeah, comedy's comedy's one of those art, form, art forms that isn't really, um, you know, like the others. Like it, it's not really poetic. It's not really. Well, it wasn't in the Wikipedia entry, yeah. but I would say it is. It does fall under performing art in a yeah, way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I think anyway. Cons- yeah. But I'm a bit biased. Yeah, fair enough. But I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's fair enough. And is. When you you know when you go to the mountains or if you go to the beach is that I don't think it's well so I, I think I've heard some someone say um what's I think Hank Green Hank Green said that like that we need to kind of um, change our views of what art is like art can be something can, can be like a mountains or can be he said that I think it's you know more intertwined like beauty and art I don't think it's art though because it's like nobody really created well unless you believe in a god that um, you know, created, I guess, yeah. the, in, in that sense. One, it, it of the is more, that... one of the more poetic ways I've heard God being described is as the world or the universe's first artist and first scientist mm. in creating the laws of physics and, you know, making such beautiful natural views and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, bullshit, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Story yeah. for the religion podcast. Well, yeah, but you know, even even that's going to be a long one. Even though we, <laughs> even though we aren't religious, you know, like we'll we'll still try to, you know, um, kind of talk about it in a way that isn't degrading. <laughs> I won't. Oh, I won't. No. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. We'll save that. But if that, you are religious and you are listening a, to this, that was a joke. I think. It, yeah, I know it's yeah. a joke. But you know, I think it would be nice to you know listen to listen to religion yeah. from a from a different perspective. You know. If we ever blow up big enough, we can have people call in and say, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> on air. Yeah. Just... <laughs> but like I was saying, I can appreciate the poetry behind that statement. Assuming you do believe in a God, that is a nice way to look at it. Mm. The thing is, I, I don't think that, you know, like a beautiful forest or a lovely mountain or like a sprawling ocean is art. It inspires art. Yeah. By sure. being beautiful, it makes us want to make beautiful things as well. That makes sense. Even yeah. if it's just a copy of those views. Mm. Like, mm. Yeah, and uh, I guess um, you know artists strive to be, you know, beautiful in their art. You know, even though even even with comedy, not all. No. No. Like, beautiful. Like I said, beautiful. Some in... artists intentionally create ugly and horrific pieces. Uh, oh, I suppose. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They're obviously not that mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some music is purposely terrible. As a point. But in in a way, is that beautiful? Like that? Well, no. But it's still art because it has an idea and a message. Yeah. I don't know. Even though like, some comedy is purposely crass to offend as many people as possible. Mm. Like when 
Bill Burr ranted at the city of Philadelphia for 12 minutes, calling them cocksuckers, an absolute bunch of losers. I hope yeah, you all it, die. It, it is I hope hard you all to... get cancer, but I won't be able to tell because your heads are all shaven anyway. Yeah. You know? It, it is hard <laughs> to listen to that and think, well, that is a thing of beauty. However, yeah, no. however, it might be it but might he, it might be a thing of beauty because he structured that in in such a way that made you you know like yes, you know involuntary laugh. Yes, yeah. it is not objectively a thing of beauty, but it is beautiful in the way that he is playing the audience. He wants them to get angry. He mm, wants to piss mm. them off. He wants them to rush the stage and yeah. beat him. And you know they're booing him the entire time, <laughs> but he refuses to leave the stage until his time is up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he's counting down. He's like ten. More minutes of this shit. <laughs> All right, you. What the fuck are you on about? Shut up. No, you know, nine more minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll have to watch that. And he finishes it by saying, "You guys have been fantastic. I'm never coming back. <laughs> fuck, fuck you." <laughs> that is art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is a thing of beauty potentially. If you think of it no, in a different way, nothing he was saying or doing was beautiful. I think it was the way he was doing it. Yeah. He was so skillfully playing the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Phil- Philadelphia, we have a friend who really loves American football. <laughs> so, the Philadelphia team is the Eagles. I really like this. The Phil- the Philadelphia team is the Eagles and How do you they know that? really take as its whole <laughs> But Philadelphia really takes football seriously, right? Yeah. So he was insulting them all, and, you know, they're just booing him. And then he says, I hope the Eagles never win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then they, like, roar Who said in that? rage. Bill Burr. Bill Burr said that. Yeah, right. when he was... Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> in that same thing, yeah. In that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, we'll so go on to the next thing. Um, <laughs> I think we we figured out our, our views yes, on this. Yes. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about my trip to Europe, um, which was in the summer after we finished year 12, 2017, 2018. Oh, winter over there, obviously. And um, went, to, yeah, went to the Louvre, went to um, Tate Modern in yeah. London. Louvre has all the classical arts. It's yeah. got the Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa and everything. Stuff. I've seen the Mona the Lisa as well. Yeah. It's way smaller than you think it is. Yeah, and yeah. the thing about the Mona Lisa, right, you get there, it's an A4 piece of paper pretty much. Yeah, and there's tiny. the whole room, there's, you know, hundreds of people just looking yeah. at it. And I found it strange that, I mean, is it strange? No, probably not. But it's pretty funny yeah. that so many people can be looking at something that they know exactly what it looks like. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. they want to look at it just because, like, it's the thing to do. But they know exactly what it looks like. I you can just look it up on the internet. I think it's more like to say, hey, I appreciated the art enough to go and see it in person. Yeah. And, you know, there is that whole thing about her eyes follow you around the room mm. and all that. I wasn't too focused. I was 15. And I'm like, oh, there's the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, can we go now? There's way too many people here. A yeah. Turkish man just stepped on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I find, it, I find it fascinating that people, you know, so many people come so far to look at something that they can just look up on the internet. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, you know, like, okay, so you went to the Louvre, into the Vatican, they have all the classical pieces of art. Louvre, yeah. I think, has like items from ancient Egypt. Oh, yeah, you know? it's, it, it's yeah. crazy they stole them from ancient Egypt. Carthage <laughs> and Rome and all that. Yeah, they've but, got, like, the first... they got, like, the first, um, like, thing... Like, uh... The first set of rules, like, that... The Code the, of Hammurabi? Is I think that what so. you're talking I think that's about? A, yeah, it's, it's, like, just this guy who wrote all the rules on, like, a massive, mm. like, 
like pole kind of structure thing, like a, like a slab. Of I think you're talking about the Code of Hammurabi. That's Babylon or Sumeria. Probably, it's yeah. like really, it's before. It's like thousands of years before Jesus. It yeah, is yeah, truly yeah. ancient. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it says that if you brew a batch of bad beer to sell, you can be executed <laughs> by being drowned in it. <laughs> it I didn't read that yeah, part. Well, yeah. to be fair, it wasn't in English, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the Tate Modern, Jimmy. So, yeah. What did you see there? Yeah, back on topic, yes. Yeah. The Tate Modern. So, uh, pretty much, it was pretty, it was pretty normal, most of it. But I went to this, like, this certain part of the museum, which took up a lot of, a lot of it. And... Every single thing in the room was completely just fucked up. Like it was completely wacky. It didn't make any sense, and it was. But it was stuff that could have been, um, you know, painted or, or drawn or you know constructed by an eight year old. You know, hmm. like they. But for some reason, um, I can't quite get my head around why. But people go and see it and and look at it. Um, for instance. We were just going through the pit. I took some pictures of man Adrian. We're going through it a, f- a few minutes ago, and um, yeah, and there was like just a blue canvas, like yeah. just blue, and a single shade of blue, yeah. wasn't it as well? It didn't it like didn't, fade no. into the spectrum of blue. It was just one just blue one, canvas. It was literally just a blue. There was um, and then there was there was some there were three white canvases. Just completely, it wasn't even painted. They were just, and then underneath it was like this is this is left led up to you, your interpretation. My interpretation is, why the fuck is this at a museum? <laughs> I hope nobody got paid for that. I hope nobody just, like, bought a canvas. Yeah. For, I, I can't imagine they're that expensive and then sold it to a museum for thousands of dollars. Yeah, well, actually, this is like, I'd imagine, one of my points. I'd imagine if they wanted to make that point, then they would have just sold the can- sold Not sold, given yeah. away the plain canvas just to get people to think yeah. about it. Well, this is, this, is what, this is what happened, right? At the exact exhibition that I was talking about, um, some guy he was he was given a hundred thousand dollars right hundred Australian dollars I think it was I don't know what it was in pounds euros no it was pounds not in euros because it's in England but anyway um, yeah so a hundred thousand dollars I haven't written down the name of this guy but anyway um, so he was given a hundred thousand dollars to construct a masterpiece for for it to be shown in the exhibition right what he did he got like. T- I don't know, 20 bricks of, like, just, you know, bricks. Just piled them up together, yeah. and that was it. Like, it was just, you know, a, a brick he could have done that in, you know, yeah. half an hour. Um, and the whole thing, there was a big thing about it in England, apparently, um, that, like, his point was, you know, what is what is art? You know, that's what his point was. He was like, is this art? Well, I think it is. Here it is, you know. this is This is art. Um, what is the spectrum? What like what? What is the nature of what of art? You know, that's what his thing was, and everyone, you know, a lot of people got angry at him. Um, he couldn't do it again, you know. I did, but I did hear an interesting take that was really similar to that, and it was um, by an artist. I think his name was Emil Dada, but I don't know if it was Emil. But his whole like he started an art form called Dadaism, mm. and it was like absurd, out of the way kind of stuff. And I think the most famous thing is that it was just a urinal. Yeah, I did. Me- I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast. Yeah, it, it was just a urinal. Mm. But the whole point of it is that art portrays ideals and emotions, mm. right? 
And some and people got angry about it. They got upset. They're like, how can you call that art? And it's like, well, that's the point. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. meant to get you to talk about what art can be and cannot be. Mm. doesn't matter that it was easy. Mm. You just got a urinal. <laughs> or you just <laughs> yeah. painted a canvas blue. The point is to make you think, how is that art? Yeah. How can someone call this art? Yeah. To st- no. start these conversations. So I don't like it, but I can understand that kind of logic behind it. Yeah, yeah. You know. But I was I was insane. Like I went in there and I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" There was a there was a shopping list of only white things. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's what it was. <laughs> like what kind of there was a, there was a video of a man washing his hands. Mm. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. Maybe he's washing away his sins. <laughs> maybe oh maybe they're just encouraging hygiene. What do I know? I don't know. What's going on? What's going on, Adrian? Not much. If if these people want to talk about it and, you know, dedicate their lives to it, power to them. Yeah. Like I said, that's that's what it's all about. They yeah. want to talk about it. Mm. Change what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to pay attention. Yeah, that's fair enough. I can just enjoy my Rembrandt and Monet and all that. Mm-hmm. Or Dada's urinal. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was a really funny one. <laughs> yeah. All right, so how about um, what is beauty? What is beauty? Oh. Now, that's completely subjective. I don't even... Yeah. There's no objective that thing that is beautiful. Um, but, how, like, why... Okay, how about this? Why... Why do we find certain things beautiful, you know? Because they are advantageous, I think, in a What's way. What's that mean? <laughs> advantageous, like, helpful. Okay. Like, you find a person beautiful because he's like, hey, they got good genes. When it's, re- yeah, it's, it's really that simple. That's where sexual attraction comes yeah, from. Yeah. But we're talking about beautiful as in, you know, like a, a mountain in the distance or something. I really have no idea. Yeah, because that's <laughs> the thing. Think, you know, and, um, you know, I've, is... I've thought about this a lot. We, uh, You know, I, I find it fascinating, you know, why I, th- why I think certain things, why we we as a species think and do certain things and it all really comes down to you know the way that we were raised and the way that um our biological nature kind of kind of things you know kind of um you know is is structured you know why do we laugh you know i even looked up that the other day apparently it's to you know um help 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 bond you know with relationships it's a social thing laughter is contagious exactly yeah it's well known yeah but why do we find things beautiful? What what kind of what does that can I what just, does that help? Can I just correct myself on something I said yes. before we go on? When I said you find someone beautiful just because you want to have sex with them, <laughs> that that didn't really do the concept of beautiful justice. So I'd like to, I'd like to retract that. <laughs> yeah. You find someone hot because you want to have sex with them. Yeah. Well, there's a whole different thing between... um, Beauty beauty is on the inside and and it radiates out. So someone can be sexy, but if you're like, if you love them on the inside, then they become beautiful, Mm, I mm. think. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's mean, that's happened. Okay. I just wanted to correct that mistake. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And enough people already think I'm just a horny dog. I don't, I don't need this. (laughs) Horny sexist (laughs) dog. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Moving on. So... Yeah, like why? Why do we? Why do we find certain things beautiful? Well, obviously, what makes it? What makes it? What makes the mountains beautiful? What makes, um, you know, the beach? What makes it beautiful? Like, why is it? Why do we find it fascinating to look at? I would like to think because it's something that we, you know, it makes us think about our place in the world. 
mm. I think. And especially because, you know, we're Australian. We've been to the beach hundreds of times, right? Mm-hmm. I've never seen snow in my life. Yeah. If I actually got to see a snow-capped mountain or stand on a snow-capped mountain, I can't guarantee in my manly manliness <laughs> I won't shed, shed a single tear. <laughs> but a new... Come down a thread, but, like an, but like a New Yorker who goes through snow every winter is probably going to be like, yeah, this is normal. Oh, yeah. Once yeah, like, in New York, there was so I think, snow on the side of the road. So I think a large part of beauty is realizing what you've missed out on in your life or what you haven't experienced yet. Mm-hmm. And also in realizing that there's so much mm. of that. That there's that so, there's a greater, there's it, something greater than, that, than it, us, it, maybe? It puts how small humans are into greater perspective. And we find that beautiful because in a way it is relieving, mm. you know, the things that plague us, our problems, our depression or, you know, the people in our lives, they don't matter mm. in such a grand scale. And of course they'll matter when we get back home. <laughs> yeah. But it... it Beauty helps us to forget that. Yeah. Or natural beauty, at least, I think. And I think that's the same with, you know, listening to a great song or watching a, you know, being there for a great comedy performance or being lost in, you know, a a film. It's a finer form of escape than just literally running away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's something, you know, you like, I really appreciate, you know, I'm really starting to, in the last couple of years, I've noticed, you know, starting to get into you know, appreciating stuff like that more. I guess that kind of happens when you get older. And I'm an old man now, Adrian. <laughs> uh, I think at a point in your life, you start to feel a lot more emotion than you used to before. Mm. And you get into that sort of stuff, not only to, you know, deal with your own emotions, but also to maybe understand other people's. Mm. And it helps you connect with other people more when you can understand this sort of thing. Mm. They say, no, I don't see how... A shopping list nailed to the wall is art. Yeah. But I kind of get why this person does. Mm. Right? Yeah. Very interesting. All right, well, anything, anything more to say, Adrian? I think we've wrapped it up. I think that was a nice way to wrap it up. This was one of the more lighthearted ones. Yes. We're really pouring our souls into this, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, next episode's going to be on... I guess more about the complexity of art and, and drugs and how it affects art and um and we'll go into the next topic. So yeah, bloody oath. Get around it. Get around calls to the void. Looking forward to it. Episode seven coming to you soon. See you later. And thank you for listening. <laughs>